Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, hosted by Hot Chocolate Media, where we create a brand new film for you based on a random prompt from the internet. I'm joined by three members of mm, the creme de la creme of Hollywood, just the Hollywood elite right here. Our writer, Jacob Gulliver, who cheated at Kirby's Dream Course. I did do that. Our director, Kyle Decker, who does the motion capture for Venom's Tongue. Wherever you want your mind to go with that, you may. No one wants me. And our producer, Becky Schmidt, who is the upcoming cocaine prop master on Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm really excited about that project. So your prompt is as follows. The theme of the story is a metaphorical romance. The main character is a pious smuggler. The start of the story, inheritance. The end of the story, dream. Okay. So this story is metaphorical. And it may be a little different than other movies that you've seen before. Because this story is about an arrow made out of light that is traveling around the world. And it is has been imbued with some sort of divine purpose or something, but it doesn't exactly know what it is. And it's a romance because it's sort of a journey of self where it discovers its purpose throughout the journey. So the arrow is flying across this landscape and it comes to a tree and it asks the tree, what's my purpose? And the tree says, I can't tell you that, but I can tell you what you sound like. So an arrow is speeding. It makes like a whoosh sound and it says, okay, I know what I sound like now. And then the arrow moves on and it's flying and it goes to a mountain. It stops and it asks the mountain, what is my purpose? And the mountain says, I can't answer that, but I can tell you which direction you're going. So I'm a mountain. I can see all these different places. I can tell you roughly where you're going and roughly where you came from. So the arrow keeps moving and flying onwards, and it comes to uh, a river. And uh, it asks the river, what is my purpose? And the river says, I can't tell you that, but I can tell you what you look like because it's reflecting in the water and it can see that that arrow of light and so finally the arrow runs out of steam and it lands in the desert and it thinks that its purpose is gone until the night comes and it can see the stars and then it realizes that it was this falling star all along and that its its purpose was this journey to this location and it's sort of this this element of discovery of self there's going to be a lot of like complex language around that idea and sort of drawn out dreamy flight sequences that's kind of my my imagining of of what's happening in this and i really want there to be a sense of wonder and excitement but also keep it very personal so i'm going to call this story as you may have guessed arrow of lights and that's that's my really exciting story for you all right so the script for arrow of light is not sent on an arrow but on a single leaf which goes around, goes into the river, through Holland, back. You receive the script in six years later. How are you going to make this movie? This is what we have. Uh, you know what I miss from the 80s and the late 70s? The golden age of Muppets. 
Interesting. And uh, I think this is a movie where all the characters are puppets with voice actors, and there will be no humans on stage. This is basically Sesame Street for grown-ups. And not as in that it's blue or anything, but that it's it's addressing more philosophical things and a more story. But at the same time, the fancifulness of the puppetry and these colorful backgrounds and everything, kids should appreciate it as well, at least for the spectacle, even if they're not understanding the philosophical and maybe other things of it. But I really want to lean into like the philosophy of, you know, what am I and everything like that and, you know, go full. So I'm really into yoga these days. And I met this fellow on my travels in Nepal. He's basically gives me guidance on everything. So he's going to help me write the script. He doesn't have a name because he's taken a vow of silence, but he's he's taught me everything that I know about yoga and stretching and stuff and how to talk to the cosmos. And every day on set, we're going to talk to the cosmos, and then you know we're going to have an arrow puppet, but it's really a shooting star puppet and a mountain puppet. And I really think we're going to get Ed Asner to voice the mountain because Ed Asner is very wise for the star. I think uh, I like Isla Fisher. She's, you know, can do the playfulness and everything very nice and everything. And then we'll just get a whole like series of like, we'll kind of hit the who's who of Hollywood, whoever the producer will let us hire, like anyone looking to get a uh, paycheck, but just go in the sound studio and record and let the puppeteers do their thing. It'll be great. So I'm thinking, you know, people with really nice voices like uh, Kate Blanchett, she's got a beautiful voice and maybe uh, Dennis Leary, his voice is beautiful last time I checked. And we'll just use those kind of people and just have them do all the various entities and geographical features the shooting star aka the arrow meets and it's just this wonderful journey and we have we'll have wonderful like hand-painted matte paintings well you're going to do a bunch of old school hollywood craft on this but to say money will film it digitally even though everything else will be old school hollywood puppets real sets matte paintings that kind of thing so, Becky, you were shown some production stills, uh, some concepts, some ideas from our director. So how are you going to make this make money? Well, I, I think what we really need to focus on here is the arrow. I mean, the shooting star, the arrow. Uh, I think what we really need to focus on is finding somebody who can really encapture the youth, the innocence, and the naivety of this character. And I really think that we need to bring somebody really young, somebody really youthful, somebody who's really in touch with all of them. I really think that we really need to get Justin Bieber in to voice this lead character. I really think that he has the talent and the ability and the availability to do this role. I really feel like he, and I think by bringing in Bieber, we can finally add a really nice musical element to this and make this into something that kids are going to want to get up and dance to. I also feel like merchandising is going to be very important. I and mean, let's pull out all the stops here for this and let's go ahead and start figuring out how we can turn these into action figures. I mean, he's going to be this inspiring arrow or star thing. So let's figure out ways that we can make him appeal to the kids. Uh, you know, I think if we had, we're going to be using all of these Muppets. I just think that that would be such a great... I mean, hey, you guys, we could have the next Tickle Me Elmo here. I really think that's a great idea. As far as budget goes, I don't want to go too extreme simply because I feel like most of our budget is going to be towards Payne Bieber. But I think that the nitty grittiness of, of doing things a little low tech, I mean, hey, it worked for paranormal activity. So yeah, so I think if we I think if we kept it around, you know, 50,000, uh, not including Bieber's salary, of course. 
All right. So, Jacob, you actually, well, you hear this because Bieber tweets it before you get any info on it. He wasn't supposed to do that, but who's going to stop him? And so you got all the details for your Arrow of Light film. So what are you going to do with this? Yeah, no, huge fan. Can't wait. I mean, this is this opens up so many possibilities. I had I was having trouble trying to figure out, you know, what's happening in between these sequences. And I had, you know, this whole idea came to me in like a wild mescaline dream. So being able to, to see some of this, you know, starting to come together is really, really helping. And I have this idea, like almost like puppet Fantasia sequences in between when they when he like when the arrow of light interacts with these different people. Well, they're not really people. I don't really want any type of people in it to be specific. I just want like animals and nature. But in between the sequences with the tree and the mountain and the river and the desert, we're going to have the arrow fly past animals, and there's going to be this sort of like elaborate sequences with the, the animals where they're performing songs so it's like learning different elements of music from different regions so there's like kind of a forest one and a plains one and then there's this like mountainous kind of cloudy stormy one and then there's this sort of like a underwater one when the arrow goes to the river so i've got this element of like music in there and you know i do know that justin bieber is really good friends with skrillex I don't know if it's if it's interesting or not, but maybe we can see if we can get him in to get some some beats, some cool tunes. You know, the, the kids like the Skrillex, I hear. So maybe if they 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 can get into some some Biebs and Skrills, and maybe they'll like our cool movie. All right, so Kyle, you get the notes back. This time, it does not take six years to reach you. And so, uh, how does this factor into your vision? Well, um, I have a feeling this movie is going to be cool like Pogs were in 1991 and are cool today in like 10 years. For you kids today, Pogs were coin that you hit coins with. But they were made of cardboard and they usually had pictures of like Umbop kids, the Hanson That's how kids Or Power Rangers. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, and the things you hit them with were called slammers. But anyway back from the Wayback Machine here. I, I'm not really thrilled about Justin Bieber, but, uh, you know, if that's what the studio wants, I'll treat this like a director for hire and just do my job and collect a paycheck and make it competent. You know, pull a full Ron Howard, if you will. So what we'll do to make the most of Justin Bieber's talent, because we have Skrillex and everything, the Arrow or Shooting Star will just kind of speak in sounds and everything, kind of like the trolley and Mr. Rogers, and everyone else will respond, and we'll just get a bunch of voice actors that aren't as well known to do everything else since we have such a low budget you know we'll just get competent voice actors that do like toyota commercials and mid metropolitan markets and stuff their voices will be good enough and we can do enough takes that it'll be fine and they'll be the only ones that talk and the animals will talk and and justin bieber will just talk in like bleeps and bloops and other like he's a musician he can make musical sounds and then skrillex can like modulate them and do electronic things for it so like that'll also give the shooting star this kind of other world worldly sound as well and and then skrillex can play the sounds and the music that the shooting star makes when it moves and it'll be really great that's what i got um just as one question how long is this film are you because uh, of the constraints of budget and the fact that puppetry and all is expensive it's a very slick 82 minute runtime okay feature film but short feature film all right so 
our producer. This is your last chance to, before Arrow of Light is shot into the world, as it were. (laughs) Just go. You can go. Yeah, so I've been talking to Justin, and oh god, what a dear. Just what a dear. Such a sweet, sweet boy. He does kind of look like a deer. Yeah, and I gotta say, and I gotta agree with him on this, he's really upset that he doesn't have a catchphrase, and I really feel like this character is is really just gonna need a catchphrase. Something that everyone can get behind, and Justin really, I mean, he explained it so beautifully, I I probably couldn't do it justice. But, you know, I, I feel like he is excited to be the most well-known and talented person on the cast it really has been a lot of fun for him but yeah i think i think we're gonna need to give him a catchphrase uh do you have one in mind uh, you, you know, can insert any dialogue you want honestly i just i really feel like the writers know this character a lot better than i would so i feel like a, I mean, the closest one that i originally put in was what is my purpose which the the arrow shouts every time it meets. So so I, I wrote that down for Justin Bieber, uh, and, and we were recording his lines, and uh, he, he couldn't handle saying that many syllables, but he kept saying, what I do in this joint? And he kept saying that over and over again. And so we modulated it now, so it sounds kind of magical, but you can still hear it in the cut is, what I do in this joint is what he keeps saying, and that's the best I could get out of him. He's basically impossible to work with. He does not take direction. I what try. If, what if it's just kind of like a musical, like yeah, well, this one. I mean, we he has some sounds that he made when he was like at one point he brought in artisan pickles and was struggling to open the jar, and I just like let it the recording roll. We can maybe take some sounds from that because he was like talking to the pickles, trying to coax the jar open. What did he say just before he got him to to open? He said, "Come on, I'm hungry." See, that's where it is. Okay. That's where it is. Come on, I'm hungry. That's the story right there. I think Justin's going to be really happy with that. In his defense, those are delicious pickles. Like, he went to, like, the best co-op to get them. I'll I'll give him that. Of course. Justin believes in his pickles. These are pretty good pickles. (laughs) But they're even better pickle juice. (laughs) All right. So with that, I'm going to insert this data into the movie machine, which sounds like a bowstring being pulled back and an arrow flying. So, um, interesting results of this film. So first off, the consensus from the uh, general masses, general audiences, is that this film is boring. They, general audiences, are kind of 80 minutes of watching, you know, an arrow talking and, well, not talking, just making noises and things looking at the arrow. That's what the general consensus is from general audiences who, when they heard Arrow of Light, thought it was going to be, you know, Arrow of Light strikes the darkness or whatever because people are dumb. But turns out scientists analyzing it find that it's just because of how meditative it is. It is an absolutely perfect meditation tool. Gets people into this zen. Uh, It is actually being sold as a sleep agent. The meditativeness is probably what the general audience thought was boring. So, yeah, it it just hits that right spot in uh, your brain that just makes you, you know, like, "Let's let's just leave the consciousness right now, you know? Let's just go deep inside dream world in ourselves. For a while, you know, it's very nice, very relaxing. But then someone watches this movie while having Ambien, and that's just too far. And he actually uh, elevates too far, goes all the way up to enlightenment, 
brings the world up to the 12th plane. So your film did that. However, you have two minutes each of time travel magic brought on by the guy getting enlightenment, not from the movie machine this time. And you can go back and change anything you want. And even though you did bring humanity into the next stage of evolution, you know, with enlightenment, you did not make your money back. Okay, well, you know, this this movie did originally come to me in a crazy dream, as I mentioned before. So, you know, the fact that it's it's giving these people the ability to kind of ascend mentally is, is really interesting. And that's that's neat. I, I like that. I think, you know, our our biggest mistake was telling Justin that the the lines in the script were lines. Because I found out if you if you call them lyrics, then he's able to read the words on the page. Bless his heart. We had we had some kind of impromptu jam sessions. I, I mean, I say jam sessions. It was really more just like wild noodling and like Skrillex was there and trying to do any sort of jam session with Skrillex is just impossible because his his stuff just kind of like loudly shits on everybody else's thing. But you, you know, I think I think that was our mistake. He's actually not too bad if you put you know lyrics in front of him. Giant air quotes in that whole thing. You know, I think overall, we, we made a decent movie, and, you know, Justin, is it is what it is with the performance, but hopefully we can salvage something out of that. But I think we made some cool stuff. You know, at the very least, the puppets are, are fantastic, and the fact that people are getting something positive out of it, that that's wonderful. You know, I wasn't getting paid that much on this, because I'm a Hollywood writer. Like, we're extremely underpaid, but, you know, that's fine. Hopefully the studio is okay with it. All right, Kyle. Well, the the influence of my yoga instructor from Nepal was too great because his influence was so good. It did its job so well. It's scientifically proven to be the best sleep aid possible. But I have a solution. We don't have to do any editing. This is very low budget. It's just a rebranding, remarketing. It's the Justin Bieber ASMR experience. And we're just going to sell it and video on demand for like, like, you know how masterclass those make tons of money. So we'll sell it for 1995 video on demand and recommend people wear it. Noise canceling headphones in a but dark Kyle, room. Masterclass is $200. 1995. What a steal. But, but a master. Yeah. And we'll use that in the marketing. That masterclass is like 10 hours. This is only 82 minutes, but it's a Justin Bieber ASMR experience scientifically proven to help you get to sleep every time. Here's a sample of the Justin Bieber experience come on i'm hungry eat baby i'm hungry and that's just a sample we'll put in the trailer so it's quite nice and i'm actually getting pretty sleepy right now it's so good well that was the asmr from kyle but let's hear some asmr or any changes from our producer well if i could have changed one thing thing. I wouldn't have chosen to send all of the merchandise that we purchased from Indonesia after after the whole political climate there that that ended up blowing up in our face very very badly. And we we stand by the Indonesian people. Uh, thank you so much. That is one thing I would change. However, after speaking with the director and Justin, he's really behind this type of marketing. Um, he doesn't understand why it puts people to sleep. So we've told him that it is more of a meditation so he's really taken off with that he met the Dalai Lama a week ago 
that didn't that didn't go very well uh, and we apologize to the Dalai Lama so far things are going going very well they're they're selling quite well the 1995 is really the price point that we we hit unfortunately we are losing lots and lots of money towards having to follow Justin Bieber around and fix his mistakes yeah that's that's where we're at I'm sorry that that Justin Bieber called the Dalai Lama DL. I just out of respect for the Dalai Lama, I do I do not stand by what the writer said. Uh, we we will not use that kind of language. My my company does not stand by by calling the Dalai Lama by any initials. And in retrospect, I can't do anything now because my turn is over. But giving Justin Bieber a contract saying we're responsible for all his actions after filming this might have not been the best contract, and that's my fault. All right, so um, I'm going to insert this data back in there. And yeah, so this gets a lot better received because people going into it know that there's like when it first came out, people, what they thought was boring was actually the soothingness. But coming in there knowing that it's supposed to be soothing helps with that. The only real change is that this time that guy doesn't have Ambien while watching it. Uh, so he's not the one to get enlightened. However, now that he has become really big into yoga and really gotten involved with this project, Justin actually gets enlightened first. And uh, he goes to the 12th dimension and really changes he- the human course of history uh, going forward. He has some very interesting ideas about the seven chakras and kind of where we should go now. Apparently they are all contained in leopard print spandex pants that we're all now required to wear yeah so better results did we make money well uh justin realizes that money is an abstract concept so both yes and no (laughs) so yeah so everyone so what you're saying is that he doesn't take his paycheck and we make more because of that sure and uh this is the history i choose to believe (laughs) of course Currency is now just his singles, so it doesn't really matter. And we are going to end with the actual most likely person to get enlightened, Jaden Smith, our patron saint. A lot of my tweets will come true in 2018. Thank you, everybody.